Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith that is ultimately about inspiring hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this at mygatewayfellowship.com. All we have to say is we'll see you later. Because as believers, that's our blessed hope that we will see one another again. And so um, we just always want to just remember that that you can get trapped in thinking that this world, this is all there is. And that's what the enemy would love you to think, that this world is all there is, everything here. And that's not true. That this is just the start for what God has for us. This is just a training ground. Paul says that we see through a glass very dimly. We can't even really see through it. And then he went on to say that if we would only see what God has prepared for those that love him, that we would be in awe. And so hold on, friends. Hold on. God has something special for you. In fact, that is one of the reasons that uh, we chose this particular series that we're going through today. Um, Actually, the last few weeks. It's based on the John Ortberg book, If You Want to Walk on Water, You Got to Get Out of the Boat. Now, we originally were going to have copies here for you to take. And let me just tell you what happened. I, I talked to the bookstore and we're going to get copies all done, ready for you to be able to, you know, be able to purchase them here very cheap. And so they worked something out with us that we could probably get the books for around $8 a book. And I was all excited. Yeah, let's $8 a book. Until I went on Amazon.com. That you can order the books. They have, if, you, if you don't mind getting a used one with no writing in it, you can actually get the book for around $1.50. And I said, you know what? <laughs> Amazon is about to do to bookstores what Blockbuster happened to Blockbuster. <laughs> it's, not even, <laughs> it's not even worth buying a book now. It's cheaper just to get it online. And so it was like all together, it'd be like $4 with delivery. And I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to encourage you to go to Amazon. This is not a commercial for them. But we do want you to make sure that if you have not had a chance to read the book, because we're just giving you pieces of the book. But we want you to be able to just read the whole entire thing. And once again, the book is entitled, If You Want to Walk on Water, You Gotta Get Out of the Boat. I'm sorry, John Ortberg. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer and we will get started here. Dear Lord, once again, we thank you that we could come together as a family. And so Lord, I just asked in a very special way that you'll be with every person that's represented here today. Lord, you know where they are in their own personal lives. You know where they are when it's meaning connected with you. And so I just pray in a special way that when everything is said and done, that we will leave here a little bit stronger than what we were when we came in. Help us, Lord, to see you. Lord, take self out of Terry Johnson and just use me today. In your name I pray. Amen. Um, For those who are just um, catching up with us, and it's fine because you'll be able to jump in at any time in this series, but what we're focusing on today is simply called the sinking feeling. The sinking feeling. Let's read our scripture for today. It's taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 29 through 31. Once again, that's the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 29 through 31. And it starts off in verse 29. 
coming said, Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? We've already told you that people can say what they want about Peter, but at least Peter had the nerve to get out of the boat. All the other disciples sat there. They looked at Peter, but there's no recorded record that any other disciple got out of the boat. And so we know that for sure. Now, when we get out of the boat, there is sometimes what we call the sinking feeling. And what is a sinking feeling? It's simply giving up because of failure. There are many of us who could have, should have, be doing different things, but somehow we have allowed a little bit of failure to make us completely give up. And I want you to know today that that's not God's intentions that any of us give up. That Jeremiah says in 29 verse 11 that he has a plan for all of our lives. Plans that are good and that has hope in a future. And there's nowhere in that text where it says that his children, his people should give up when things get rough. I'm going to cover three points here real fast today about giving up. The very first one is that Jesus expects us to try. What do I mean by that? Is that I truly believe that Jesus expects us to at least to try. In the book, John Ortberg talks about his little daughter, Maymay. And he says that Maymay was so unique when she was little, she would say it over and over. Don't help me. That when she was learning to walk, even as they would come and try to help her, and she would say, no, 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 don't help May May. And they said, they don't know where she got that from. And then she went on to start saying, May May can do by herself. And he says, we don't know where and she picked that up at. He says, she would drop her fork from her little high chair. And they would reach down to try to get it. And she would say, no, no, May May can do by herself. And she would try to get out the high chair to reach down to get her fork. And he says story after story that little Maymay would say that line over and over. He says even when she was learning to ride a bicycle, she would crash the bicycle and he would rush over to help her. And she would say, no, Maymay can do this by herself. And he says next year she's going to be getting a car. And he hopes that attitude has changed by then. But one of the things that he said is, is that it's important. At least he has to respect that she's trying. And there are many of us that what happens is we may go forward trying to do something and then we experience failure and then it completely stops us. And the reason I mentioned may maybe is because of this, is that the stopping attitude is not in our DNA. Let me repeat that. The stopping, the giving up, that's not in our DNA. In fact, we know this because a little baby, when it's learning to walk, 
Does it fall down one time and then I'm never going to try that again? That hurt. Oh, no, no, no. No. That little baby gets up and it tries over and over again until it gets it right. And spiritually, that's what God wants us to do is to be water walkers. Yes, we might fail sometimes. We might sink sometimes. But we can't give up. We have to just keep going. In fact, a theologian by the name of Del Berner, he makes a statement when he's talking about this whole scripture we just shared with you. And I love this. He says, yes, Jesus was a little harsh on Peter. You of little faith. But he says, I want you to notice something. This is it, he said, is that before Jesus stole Peter, he saves him. Before he even was firm on Peter, he saved him. He says, that's an example of Jesus' character. That when you're trying to do something different, when you're trying to stand up and be the only one at work, yes, you may fail. You may make some mistakes. But realize that even then, Jesus will love you. That before he even rebukes you, he will save you. He would not let you drown. Dr. David Copeland, he brings us to our very next point, And that is that simply Jesus knows we learn by trying. Once again, Jesus knows we learn by trying. Now, if Daniel Coleman sounds familiar... Is because he did a secular study on successful people. Some of you may have read his writings or even some of his books. Now, it's interesting, he says at the very end, of all the studying he did of people who are extremely successful, that the majority of them are not successful because they have more money. They're not successful because they have a higher IQ. They're not successful just because they know people. He says, all of those, you have people who, who had all those and their lives still fell apart. But for those who stood out, those who just hung in there, he, he says, this is what made the difference of all of his studying. That successful people stood out because of two things. Enthusiasm and persistence in the face of setbacks. Let me read that again. Successful people stood out because of enthusiasm and persistence in the face of setbacks. Once again, they didn't give up. They kept going. They kept moving forward. And I'm here to say today, there are some of us who may have had a sinking feeling in our life. Maybe you've tried to do something. Maybe God has even shown you that you were going to just do something that was going to be so great, so awesome. And you took the first step. You got out of the boat. And things just didn't work right. Maybe it was a marriage. Maybe it was a financial venture. I don't know. Spiritual thing. But you stepped out of the boat and it didn't go exactly the way you wanted. You started to sink and you gave up. 
you let fear take over. Friends, I'm saying here today again, get back out there. Get out of the boat. If you start sinking, call out to Jesus. Yes, it may seem like you're going down, but you have to understand that you're part of a big plan. That you have to realize that God made you. That God made you to do something just for him. I don't care if you're 90 or if you're five years old. That you have a purpose and a reason why God created you here on planet earth. Do you know that each and every one of us was uniquely made? That before we're even born, God said that I needed a person just like you. That this world would not be complete unless I have someone like you. Friends, get out of the boat. God's going to save you. He wants you to do something big for him. And that brings us to our third point. Jesus wants us to never give up. And as I was studying uh, my chapter, and there's a story or a passage that I came across. And that's the story of David. And you know David, we know him as a little boy, and we know him as the king of Israel. But I want you to really understand this. Is that David was just minding his own business, out herding sheep and goat by himself. And the Lord spoke to Samuel the prophet and said that out of the family of Jesse, that there would be a great one who will be the next king of Israel. And then the story goes on to say that Samuel went and he went through all of his sons and nope, this is not the one. And his sons were great warriors and mighty, tall, this, all this stuff. And nope, nope, nope. And finally he says, do you have any more? And he says, well, I do have a little son, David. And David came and he's the shortest, the smallest of the whole group. And the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, that's the one. That is going to be the next king of Israel. And friends, it's always interesting to me that God is very consistent on one thing. He always uses the most unlikely people to do great things for him. Always. And David is an example of that. Well, you know the story. David went on and he killed Goliath. David became the most popular musician in all of Israel. Everyone loved him. They sang his songs. He, he kills 10,000. He went on to become the number one warrior, the Colin Powell of his day. And David was so popular that even the king himself gave his daughter to be his wife, Michelle. David was walking on water. All of the prophecy that Samuel had said was coming true. And you can just only imagine how David must have just felt walking on water and having all those blessings and saying, yes, God's good. God is with me. And then something happened. David started to sink. He lost his job. His security was taken from him. 
his wife was taken from him. He lost his mentor, Samuel. He had died. His best friend, Jonathan, was taken from him. And then to make matters even worse, the king had put a bounty out that David must be killed. We're talking about y'all walking on water and then sinking. And from that point, we could go on and on about David, but he once had wealth, power, fame, friends, security. And towards the end of the passage, you find David hiding and living in a cave. Can you just imagine how he must have felt? He felt all these great powerful things that God had given him. All the prophecies that the Lord had said. And he had the feeling of walking on water. He had the feeling, yes, this was happening. And then everything pulled below him. There are some of you in this room, you can relate to that story. And maybe you find yourself like David right now, living in a cave. You just don't understand. Lord, I tried to walk on water. I tried to do something different. But it didn't work. Now, if you read this story, you're going to discover something. Is that from the moment that David had everything taken from him, that David went almost 10, 12, 13 years running and hiding because he was sinking on water. And finally, everything comes together, I like to say, in verse 142 in the book of Psalms. And if you have your Bible, but um, what is interesting, it says that the little prefix on this says that this was written when David was in a cave. And then it starts the Psalms. And you have to understand that most of these were songs. This is what David used to get out of his cave. And I really want you to listen to the words of this. Really listen to the words. Psalms 142. Starting with verse 1. Cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before him. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who know my way. In the path where I walk, men have hidden to snare me. Look to my right to see. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. So I cry to you, O Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry 
for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me. They are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness. He wrote that from a cave. And most theologians will tell you is that this was a turning point for David. When he got to the final place where he saw that it was not him walking on water. It was the Lord in him that allowed him to walk on water. And there are many of us here today that the Lord wants us to realize that it's not about us walking on water. It's about him in us that allows us to walk on water. And when we get to the point that we understand that, and God will help you to be able to overcome that sinking feeling. So once again, maybe you're in a cave right now. You don't understand why things are happening. It just doesn't make sense, certain things. Friends, be like David. Call out to God. Call out to God. And I would like to close by sharing this story with you. Someone said this today at a service that I went to. In fact, I saw Teresa and Bruno there. And I've heard this story before, but I just want to share it. And those who are parents, you're going to understand this far better than I, I do. But... um. It was a mother and father. They were trying to get their little child to walk. And, and I guess, Shamala, you know if that, how hard that is, if it's hard or not and all this, and you're, you're so proud when they finally do. But the little girl, and there's no other way I can say it, is that she was supposed to be playing on her little play pad there while the parents were just not far from a few feet away. But her diaper had come loose and she had did a naughty in her diaper and then apparently and there's no other way I can say it she had some of the naughtiness all over her and when the parents finally looked the direction they saw it they were in shock all over her hair just all over yuck But then the miracle happened. This little girl, for the first time, reached down and stood up on her own, and the parents were in shock. And then she started walking towards them with her hands out open. What do you do? I'm not a parent, so I don't know. What would you do, Teresa? You open the arms, and that's exactly what they did. They got down on their knees and let her walk to them and just hug them with all the mess. Yuck. I don't know how you guys do it. 
But friends, as we end here today, that is the way God is with us. There are some of us here who have mess all over us. We have craziness this morning all over us still. Craziness that we have done at work, we have done to other people. And God should do like a Terry, a non-parent, and just say, hey, wait, 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 wait. Let's get it cleaned up before you come to me. But instead, God gets down on his knees and he says, come here. I'm happy that at least you've realized and you've stood up. You may not be perfect. You may still have stuff all over you. But at least you stood up. At least you're trying to do something. And God will hug you with all the mess and problems that you have. You see, the enemy wants us to think it's the exact opposite. That you have to go and clean yourself up. You got to put a nice ribbon and a bow and perfume on. And then maybe God will reach down to you. But no, friends, just like an earthly parent is so happy to see their little child moving, trying. That's the way God is. And so when you get out of that boat, yes, you might sink, but God just says, you know what? I am so happy that my child had at least enough faith to believe that I loved them enough that I had something special for their life. That that child for the first time realized that he has a, there's a plan for me. You are not here by accident. You are here on this planet for a reason and for a purpose. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.